turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Whether it's palm trees or plumerias, nothing says Florida paradise like tropical plants and trees. Unfortunately, nothing says paradise lost like seeing those beautiful blooms wither. WTVN welcomes you to Janae's Tropicals, the program that helps you get your green thumb back for good. You can find Janae's Tropicals online at tropicalfruit.com. And now your host for Janae's Tropicals, here's Janae. Good morning. Happy Saturday. It's beautiful out. What a lovely day. My name is Janae with Janae's Tropicals. I'm located at 6831 Central Avenue in St. Petersburg. It's really, really easy to get to. I'm on the west side of St. Pete by the Gulf Beaches, so make it a fun day. Come see me and cruise on out to the beach. Um, there's a, a lot of um, fun places to lay your towel and grab something to eat. So I hope to see you. We're, you're listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Love you guys. What, what a blessing. I just love being affiliated with this radio station. Everyone is lovely and just such a blessing. It's wonderful. <laughs> and one of my favorite verses, it's appropriate, um, it can be applied to my business. Um, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Genesis 2.9. That is one of my favorites. And uh, we specialize in citrus and tropical fruit trees. There are so many fun, fun things you can grow here. I love throwing out a few weird names like um, uh, guanabana, another name, a.k.a. soursop, um, Barbados cherries, potombas, grumachamas, uh, breadfruit, breadnut, natal plum, granadilla. The list goes on. There's just so many fun things that that you can grow here. And we have a lot of them come in. We, we provide expert advice. Um, I'm here to help you. I want you to have fun in the garden. Enjoy walking out to your backyard and, and picking your own mangoes or, or grapes. There's just so many fun things you can grow here. I'm easy to find. Can't hide from anybody. <laughs> um, you can find me at tropicalfruit.com. I'm the one who updates the website, so cut me a little slack. You know, I'm, I wear many, many hats. It's not always updated. I hate to say that, but it's how it is. Um, you can uh, find me on Facebook. Um, have a lot of fun pictures on there, and I'll add a few more. Um, so um, hopefully you'll give us a few likes. That, that would really, really make me feel good because I do try. Um, so anyway, today I'm going to talk about hibiscus. Hibiscus just, I mean, they say tropical and 
they're easy to grow. If you want that tropical flair in the garden, um, plant a hibiscus. They come in so many colors. It is just unbelievable. And they're, they're easy to grow and they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's funny, there are so many um, hybrids um, and there are societies and people just love them and love to plant them. There are six basic varieties where everything started from. Uh, there's red, there's orange, white, yellow. Um, those are the main ones, pink. And then from those, many cultivars or hybrids, we'll call them hybrids, where um, where the pollen was mixed from bloom to bloom, people played the little bees, um, and just so many new varieties worldwide have been have been hybridized. And um, there are many uh, hibiscus societies. You have the American Hibiscus Society out of Venice. You have the International Hibiscus Society. Um, and if you go into that one, it's fun because you have people from all over the world who have dappled in hybridizing their own varieties. And um, it's just really, really fun. Um, I'm going to give you a few tips today on growing them. Um, overall, they're pretty easy, you know, um, even for you brown thumbers. <laughs> so some things I'm really good at growing. Other things, I just have it down to a system I, ju I just know. And then, you know, something like this, I'm ashamed to say. I cannot grow roses. And there are people who can grow the most magnificent roses under the worst conditions. They, they're just blessed. Their little hands can just grow anything. So, but um, I'm sure that um, many people can grow hibiscus. And as I said, I'll give you a few tips on them. But um, as I am... Um, looking out. I'm Skyping from my nursery and I'm looking out and we have a, a new variety in and I just love it. It's called Fiesta. Da, 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 da. It's very, very pretty. It's multiple colored. It has a little, it has an orange border, um, a little pink, a little red. It has all different shades on it. And one of the uh, nice characteristics is that it stays small and uh, more compact. When I say small, hibiscus can get pretty big. I mean, a lot of them, like your uh, uh, President's Red, um, Seminole Pink, uh, they all have their names, but um, they get pretty big. They can reach six, seven, eight feet. Um, but the uh, Fiesta stays very small and compact, and they're wonderful bloomers. They're blooming their heads off. <laughs> How does that sound? Um, and they're so pretty. And uh, another one of my favorites is the Hula Girl, Hula Lula, uh, one of my very favorites. So actually, if you come into the nursery and I say, I'm sorry, we're out of them, it's because if you look out around my my sign out front, my big marquee, I've planted them all because I like them so much and they're beautiful. Uh, the Hula Girl is a very small compact plant. It's not grown with any growth regulators. It's just naturally small. Um, it might grow like three to four feet and you can keep it smaller if you choose to. But the bloom is big. It's big and yellow with a red 
a red throat, and it's so pretty and so cheerful. I just love it. Um, one of my very favorites. So if, as I said, if you want a, a tropical flair in the landscape, plant some hibiscus. They can be used under so many conditions. Um, you can hedge with them. Um, they also come in tree form. There's one that I, I'm going to say it again. I love it. I love the Anderson crepe. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a weeping hibiscus tree. Uh, they can get quite large. They can grow eight to 10 feet if you just let them grow. Um, it's kind of like wild hair. <laughs> However, um, you can top it for any any of the growth growing up. Just top it and leave the sides to hang down and they dangle gracefully. They can grow all the way to the ground. And uh, they're called an Anderson crepe weeping hibiscus tree. And they're just, uh, they're very elegant. And they're very pretty for if you want a small specimen tree. Uh, you can keep them at six feet easily. And so I love that one too. And of course, I'll give you another one. Um, the La France. The La France hibiscus is beautiful. And those are used for hedging or, or trees. Um, any hibiscus can be pruned as a tree, whether it's a small tree or a large tree, it's all in pruning. If you were to let one of the trees grow out, you would have a giant bush. So it's fun to, I just love getting out there like Edward Scissorhands with my little pruners, but I have to be careful once I start pruning, I, I can't stop. Which isn't so bad because things look pretty manicured around here. I love to keep cutting. And it's a good stress relief as well. Just try not to prune, you know, when you're, if you're mad at something because the plant can get smaller and smaller. Or you can take a, like a big limb off that you didn't mean to trim. So, <laughs> yeah, done that before too. <laughs> but overall, it's a good stress relief. So there's just so many wonderful varieties that you can grow here. Um, hibiscus in general, like partial shade to full sun. Um, they can take the full blazing Florida sun. However, they like plenty of water. They do not like uh, to dry out. Um, a sign of drying out, I have a lot. I recommend that people bring in your baggies make sure things are in baggies um leaves if you have issues um if your hibiscus are shedding all their leaves and you're not sure sure why if you're fertilize or if you're um you know you're giving them enough water but they're still shedding and you're just not sure why um put some in a baggie and bring them in and i can help you um figure out what the problem is i can do my best um so there, there's many reasons why they could shed all their leaves. But uh, in general, they like plenty of water, especially during the dry months. And it ha we've had a little rain, but it has been hot and dry. So signs of dryness um, would be your lower leaves closest to the ground and your interior leaves, leaves that are closest to the inside of your, um, so <laughs> there's a happy face on my computer. That's so funny. It just popped up out of nowhere. It says, I see you. That means somebody's looking at me. Could be. All right. <laughs> All right. Bear with me. So if your, your leaves close to the trunk start dropping off, 
um, or your lower leaves, that is a sign that they are just too dry. And generally, if you step up the watering, uh, they'll recover. They'll they'll end up probably dropping more leaves, but then all of a sudden you'll see all kinds of new growth coming out, um, which is good. Signs of overwatering. If you're going to the other extreme, um, and you keep them really really wet, they'll shrivel. Very sad. They'll start shriveling, and all of your leaves will. They'll fall off, and then your leaves on the very tips will look very shriveled. Um, the difference between overwatering and underwatering is like night and day. So, um, another tip: mulching is good, very good. It helps hold the moisture in. It keeps weeds down. Um, it helps. Um, it helps fortify the soil. The soil will break down. It helps against nematodes and um, so forth. However, during the rainy season, it's a good idea to pull the um, mulch away from the trunk because um, you can end up rotting the roots. You can end up with root rot. Uh, so that's that's a, a pretty good tip right there. You don't want um, – because we do have days and days and days of rain, so you don't want the – the poor plant to um, to shrivel up. That would be very, very sad. You are listening to Janae with Janae's Tropicals. I'm located at 6831 Central Avenue in St. Petersburg. Uh, we're on the west side of St. Pete and very easy to get to. You can find me at tropicalfruit.com. Um, you can Facebook me <laughs> at Janae's Tropicals. And you're listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN Love You Guys. So come see me today. Um, if Hibiscus can be put in pots, grown in large containers, or you can uh, put them right in the ground. A lot of people in northern counties that um, are subject to frost, uh, grow them in a container and then you can move them in. So just make sure that your container has uh, good drainage. That's very important. I even like to do an arrangement with hibiscus and then maybe a, a big elephant ear or alocasia of a, a different color. They come in all different shades of like a bluish, the alocasias we're talking about now. They're in the elephant, the aeroid family. So they're big and leafy, and I can just picture that towering above a, a hula girl hibiscus and then put maybe potato vine on the end of the pod and let it hang over. There's just uh, so many pretty, pretty combinations you can um, use. So um, as far as fertilizer goes for um, hibiscus or when you're planting them, actually, if you're putting them in the ground – um, you could mix in, if your soil's real sandy and loose, you can mix in some peat and maybe a little compost, but very sparingly on the compost. But mix it well with the crummy, sandy ground. Now, if your ground is like nice uh, black soil that sticks together well, um, just put it in the ground. I always pack it in around the root ball to make sure that you get rid of any air pockets. That's very important. You know, if you have air pockets, whether it's when you're planting a palm tree or um, or really anything, you you can lose your plant um, if it's not packed in well. 
because that part of the root system can dry out and your poor, poor, poor little plant can collapse or drop its leaves. So always make sure, get in there and feel that dirt. Make make sure that you pack the soil in tightly around the root ball of whatever you plant. That's very important. Um, so, and then just keep them moist. As far as fertilizing, um, hibiscus grow um, fairly quickly and they love nutrients. They love um, vitamins and need them just like we do. Um, and there are quite a few things that you can use. Um, they like a lower pH. Um, uh, they like ground that is acidic. So um, when fertilizing, you can use azalea fertilizer, which has um, sulfur in it, and that'll help lower your pH. If your pH is off, hopefully I won't confuse myself when I'm explaining this to you. If your pH is off, which is the acidity or alkalinity of your soil, um, your plants cannot absorb nutrients uh, properly. So then, then you can look at your leaf, and if you have, um, oh, your leaf has, we'll say, green veins, um, and the rest of your leaf is yellow around the veins, um, perhaps you need iron. So you can read the leaves and um, generally get a good idea of uh, what nutrient they're missing. However, if your pH is off, you can feed and feed and feed and feed the plant and they still won't absorb it. And then you can over fertilize, which isn't good either. So azalea fertilizer is great for hibiscus, azaleas, camellias, uh, magnolias, any acid loving plant. So it's good to be a, have a little education on what your plants um, what kind of food they need. Uh, one that I use uh, frequently that works beautifully is ironite. Love ironite. Um, it'll green up your plants nicely. It's great for really for all acid loving, including bougainvilleas. They just love it. But that's a really, really good one for um, hibiscus. It has a little nitrogen, a little potassium. Um, calcium, sulfur to lower the pH, and lots of iron. So that'll keep your your leaves and your plant nice and healthy and dark green, but um, it, they'll have an abundance of flowers. Uh, so that's a really good one. If you like to um, fertilize organically, um, age-old, eight-by-age-old organics, uh, that's a really good one too. There's a bloom booster. It's it's natural. Um, it's a five ten five, um, but it's um, has a little phosphorus in it and potassium, which which they love. Um, doesn't have any chlorides in it, so that's a really good one. So when you're promoting blooming, trying to promote blooming, whether it's a hibiscus or fruit tree or or anything you want to bloom or or um, bloom and fruit, keep your nitrogen low on the low side, which is your first number. So nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. But um, many of the bloom boosters are fine. You could use a water-soluble product. There are a lot of good ones out there. If, if it's labeled for to promote flowering, I mean, it should be fine. There are just a gazillion 
brands out there. Um, just a, a tip, never fertilize a dry plant, especially if you're using a water-soluble. Um, you want to make sure that your soil is nice and moist. If your plant is gasping, gasping for water, uh, make sure you water it really well so the roots are hydrated. And then maybe the next day, um, fertilize it. And if, if you're using a granular fertilizer, just water it in really well. Um, and that will uh, help. There are um, different insects that, that um, can hop on hibiscus. And um, especially this time of the year when it, it's hot and dry. Um, a big one a few years ago and that I haven't seen a whole lot of this year is the pink mealybug. It sounds cute, doesn't it? The pink mealybug. That rascal, it's, it's, it's kind of a gooey insect, and it has um, a slight pink uh, tint to it. So whether it's a pink mealybug or the regular a white mealybug, they congregate on the ends of the new leaves, and they make them wrinkly and stickly, stickily, sticky. And if you squish them, which I don't know if I don't know, I sometimes I just go around and you've got to squish them. It's kind of weird. But, and you know, you just use your imagination what <laughs> happens after that. But um, they just wreak havoc on the, the ends of the hibiscus um, stems. And they just ruin and distort the leaves. They, they feed they feed on the end growth. And they can congregate around your flower buds and cause your flower buds to drop off. Um, so that's the pink mealybug. Now, on occasion, they can get spider mites, um, which t spider mites, I can spot, it, it would cause major leaf drop for one. Um, and it would look like somebody took sandpaper and rubbed it over the tops of the leaves. So the leaf would have a dull finish. It wouldn't have a nice shiny um, finish on it. And then if you look underneath the leaves, you'll see uh, webbing. But unfortunately, if you see all that, it's, you know, it could be too late. Um, however, if you still want to try to save your poor little hibiscus, um, I would probably spray it first and then cut it back because if you start cutting back, you know, and then spray it, all those little mites and insects can drop to the ground and then your plant will come out with all new growth and then they'll attack it again. So um, uh, you have to be a little careful when you spray hibiscus because it does not like every uh, chemical. Insecticidal soaps work beautifully. You just want to get underneath the leaves where the insects breed and multiply or um, just like right in, right on the tips of the leaves and around the flower buds. So an insecticidal soap is always good. Um, there are horticultural sprays like a fungicide, insecticide, miticide. Those are always good. Follow the directions. Um, and make sure you're mixing properly. And uh, on uh, when you spray, um, it's always best to do it early in the morning or or in the evening when it's cooler out, especially if you're using oil sprays. But the oil sprays are great; they smother um, they smother um, 
fungus spores, insects, mites. So that's always a good one. And then another one that I recommend, especially if, if your plants are in containers, if there's an insect problem, um, if you want to nip it in the bud, spray them. However, also use a systemic insecticide granule, uh, which generally the plant will absorb it and it'll keep everything off of it. It'll keep off aphids, white flies, mealybug scale, and um, all kinds of other um, insects. So... Um, and hibiscus are very easy to propagate from cuttings. Um, and I will touch on that um, next show. So my name's Janae with Janae's Tropicals. I'm located at 6831 Central Avenue in St. Petersburg. You can find me at tropicalfruit.com. Um, on Facebook, uh, under Janae's Tropicals, don't forget we have a tropical fruit festival coming up at the nursery. It's it's like an open house. Uh, we invite everyone to come in. We bring in all kinds of fresh mango cultivars and jackfruit and white sapotes, and we make a fiesta out of it. We, ha we everybody gets to we cut them up and make tropical desserts, and it's educational and it's just fun and it's nice and hot. So wear your bathing suit, and I'll I'll turn the misters on just for you. You're listening to Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN.